What's up, cool saved chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, ladies, we are keeping the month of May going with interviewing some millennial moms that we love and hold near and dear to our hearts. Um, this week, one of the things that we are focusing on is the area of motherhood for women who are single. And by single, we mean not currently married. So mm-hmm. um, I'm super excited about the interview that we have for today with a friend of mine named Janisha. I guess my first question to you guys is what are some misconceptions that you've heard or things that you think of when you think single moms? To, blink, to, blink, blink, stare. Yeah, no, I think I think to me, I've seen some pretty um, foul stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I've seen instances where in the church, a young lady has gotten pregnant out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. And she literally has to come to the front of the church. Oh, and, I've seen that. And apologize. and Almost like a scarlet letter situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. And so I could only imagine, you know, how does that make someone feel right. um, mm-hmm. to do that. And um, I've seen it universally where it's 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 the con- people within the congregation. I've seen uh, PKs, p- pastors, kids have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just. To, uh, to be honest, that was honestly like a motivation for me to never allow for that to happen. I was like, I don't ever want to have to do Same. that. You know, I don't ever want to. Because who are you apologizing to? The people. To The people, yeah. I, I, again, it, my point is, who are you exactly. apologizing to? Uh, right. I, yeah. under, I understand your point. No, like, <laughs> no I understand. I understand people. as well. Yeah, but I've seen, I've seen some, uh, several times, I've seen some cases like that. And it, I mean, how does that leave a person to feel? Like I said, even a young lady that, that I wouldn't, I didn't even have a kid, but mm-hmm. I felt yeah. some type of way about of that. Course. And of course, like I was young then, I didn't know how to articulate that or say that or question that mm-hmm. because right. in the end of the day, like, you know, the congregation was looking at her like, we, you do need to give mm-hmm. us an explanation or something of that sort. So um, it, I think it is it is a very sour topic in, in the church, you know, about being a single mother out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. And how does that leave the young lady um, to feel? Um, because because I, we don't talk to the young man at all. No. Ooh. But sometimes the men are not a part of the church. I mean, I've, I've seen instances where. You know, no, 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 just young men, period. Like, because well, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen instances where a young man who is at the church, he impregnated a young lady and he doesn't get the, the ridicule or whatnot that the young lady gets. He's not pulled to the front. He's not uh, put, st- sat down from certain ministries and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, if we be clear, I've seen pastors get <laughs> exactly, you know, have babies, have babies out of wedlock sure, and, sure. and have wives at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. One, so, I mean, it's, oh, it's, I'm just saying, I mm-hmm. I understand your point when yeah. you're saying it is it is the condemnation that they place on women right. specifically. Um, it is pretty. Harsh. It just reminds me of Mary when she was caught in in the act of adultery, and they exactly. go straight to you know. Yeah. Wanting to stone her in that conversation. Even um, outside of the church, I've seen, you know, when I said foul, I've seen instances of people, um, especially men. Men like to um, label single women who have children as 
uh, damaged goods yeah. as fast, thinking that they're easy. Like, don't nobody want you, so you're going to deal with me yeah. type thing. It's like it's very unfortunate. Like, it, they look at single women as, like, women who have lower self-esteem sometimes. Like, I've seen men on social media literally dog women wow. who have children. And I'm like, well, don't you got kids, too? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, she's such a such. She, you know, like, it's like this. I don't, I don't get it because... There are circumstances like some women are single for, let's say they they had a child out of wedlock. Some women are widowers. Some women um, are divorced, are divorced. And I've seen an instance where someone was a widower and they got because they're they're single mom, they automatically got labeled in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she's just a hoe. Like, why she where the daddy at? He's not alive. Like, what kind of like this this negative stigma, stigma right. against single women who have children? It, it gotta go. It, I yeah. think um, for me, being raised from a single mom, I think one of the things that used to annoy me often is the misconception that um, all single moms are struggling. Mm-hmm. Which just isn't true because exactly. some women have a great support system. They have mm-hmm. great community. They have great family. They just you know are surrounded by people that love them and help them raise their child. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just so much that I'm so appreciative that we're having this conversation, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the church. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm super excited. We are going to go to a break really quick, and when we come back, we are going to interview Janisha Inman. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by. The Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. ladies and we're back i'm super excited to introduce the next mom that we have on for this week um she's a good friend of mine i've known her since high school it's crazy i graduated from high school 20 almost not, not 20. 20 not 20 it's been years a long ago time. <laughs> maybe I, I started 18 years for me so it ain't 20 i started yeah. high school 20 years ago so it's about yeah. 15 years okay that's a long time anyways um my friend Johnny, as, as me and our friends affectionately call her, but her name is Janisha. Um, she's the founder and CEO of Healing For My Heels, LLC, which is um, an organization that she started. She is the true epitome of a Jill of all trades. She's excelled in her roles as a teacher, a tutor, a mother, a mentor, a cosmetologist, an engineer, a minister, a naval officer, and she's a certified life coach. She is accredited. Is that the word to use? Yeah. I guess I so. That's accurate. Okay, listen. She teach it. She mathing because I don't math. But um, the titles she holds are definitely evidence of her heart of service. She holds a dual degree in mathematics and civil engineering from Fort Valley State University and the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, respectively. Um, she followed her undergraduate studies with a master of science degree in electrical engineering from Tuskegee University. Um, Janisha continues to excel in the workplace while also pioneering a path of purpose that will impact generations to follow. True to her title of fire starter, in the midst of the pandemic last year, she birthed a prayer ministry called the Prophetic Prayer Circle. 
and has been setting a platform for a group of powerful leaders to walk in their calling in preparation for their first virtual conference, Healing for My Heels, which she had. Um, the vision for Healing for My Heels is to guide women towards healing and freedom so that they can walk confidently toward their destiny. She is the co-host of Sister Moms, which is a podcast about the unique journey of her and her sister navigating motherhood for the first time. As a lifestyle coach, she is committed to helping moms design the life that they desire. Her journey as a single mom has been a challenge that has transformed her life and has launched her into her purpose and her destiny. She's blazing a trail not only for her daughter, but for her peers and the next generation. Everybody, welcome to the mic, Janisha. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. You are a mommy who is doing a lot of things. All of the things. Yes. Yes. I guess we just want to start off by asking you just in terms of like the beginning of your journey as a single mom, just if in, in, I may know a little bit of your story, but I know our listeners don't. So even if you just want to start at the beginning, like when you first found out that you were pregnant and how all of those things played into moving into the life of being a single mom. Okay. So yes, um, my daughter's two years old, so it's not too long ago that this all happened. So at the time of my life, I was seriously walking with Christ. Um, I had been celibate for four years, and then I relocated back home, and I guess kind of got comfortable. And um, after a mishap, um, one time, I ended up being pregnant. Wow. And so it was crazy because I was in a reserve, and it was on my lunch break, and I went and took my very first pregnancy test ever, <laughs> and I found out that I actually was pregnant. Um, can, can, it I, was, can I ask a quick yeah. question with the mishap? Yeah. Was it just like a, was it a relationship or it was just, just, okay. So it was, I was dating someone, okay. um, but it wasn't like a healthy mm. dating situation. Gotcha. Um, it was kind of like, uh, on the outside, we both were in church together, you know, both in ministry and all that, but, um, still our values weren't directly aligned, mostly as it related to celibacy. Mm. And so I try to stand firm on it and then hanging out in Atlanta one day, mm-hmm. hang out and drink too much. And that, that's my area that I know I don't drink in order to stay celibate. Gotcha. <laughs> and I did that night and I, that's, that's when it happened. That's how it happened. So it was someone I was dating, but it was just, our values were on the line. So it was hard to stay true to what I had decided to do and be a celibate. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying, yeah. I think I got it. Where were you at in the story? When I so I was, <laughs> She said she took um, her first pregnancy test oh, on yeah. her lunch break. Okay, okay. Yes, on my lunch break and found out that I was, um, mind you, I'm I'm in my 30s. So I was about 30 years old when it happened. So I wasn't like, you know, young and anything like that. I was old and old and mat- old enough. I was mature in my career and all that, doing great things. But um, I was upset with myself because, you know, not only did I break my vow of celibacy, but then there's the shame piece of, mm-hmm. I was like telling everybody, like, you know, we're supposed to hold our values. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's hard in this society for us to do it, but you can do it. I've been doing it for this long. And then, boom, you know, this happened. So I really <clears throat> felt a lot of shame. It was, it was a lot of shame around it. And through that journey of, um, okay, you can't, you know, base your value on, on those type of things, you know, like you can't, so that's what I had to get, wrap my mind around. This doesn't make you a bad person. This doesn't mean that God is 
upset with you. You know, that's that's where I had to get to. God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you. Um, but it was a thing that I've, I've been this perfectionist. I, you know, I did everything in the right way and the right path and all mm-hmm. that. So this is my first time where more publicly, I would say, people was able to see a side of me that um, I wasn't happy about them, them seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, <clears throat> that was really the start of it. Um, but and as far as the path to where I am today, what happened was once I got pregnant, it was a thing of, wow, Johnisha, this person that you're with, is it someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with? And when I made my decision not to, it was because I saw my, I knew that I had this daughter that was coming or this child that was coming along. And I said, this isn't the, this isn't the relationship that I want to, um, show it as, as an example to my child of what love is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was my awakening. Like, okay, Donation, well, clearly there's something wrong. If before you had a daughter, you were okay with it. But now that you have one, you're not. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what's up in that? And so I was like, I don't love myself the way I'm supposed to. Wow. So that was my journey. I had to fall in love with me and recognize my value and my worth. And my daughter is what really is the person that really made me, you know, do that like it was like all right girl if you saying this you have to you have to be a living testimony of it so I vowed you know I'm going to love myself and I'm going to choose someone that will love me and my daughter in a healthy in a healthy way um and her father loved I'm not saying I'm just saying show an example in our home of what healthy love looks like Mm -hmm. and so I did that I just decided I'm going to be single and it wasn't like he didn't want me or, you know, or I didn't want him. It wasn't either of those things. We both wanted each other. We wanted to be, to be together and even talked about marriage. But I knew that we weren't in a healthy place together to be able to do that. So I made the decision and let it go. And let me tell y'all, it was the hardest year of my life or year plus of my life. It's like when you do the right thing, right? God was telling me, don't even let this go because this is what I have for you. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And as soon as I did that, Mm, all H-E double hockey shit broke loose in my mm. life like, yeah, you can say hell girl <laughs> <laughs> and what year, what year was that Johnny was that the year that you had your daughter was it the year after so I had her and it was when I had her so um, mm. the, the pregnancy part was hard I went to therapy I, I, I went to therapy I took it seriously I went to therapy my therapist said Johnny sure you are not in a good place you need to be with your family so I, I removed myself from the DMV area, went down south with my sister and finished my pregnancy there. And that's when I really, in the midst of being pregnant, was like, Johnny, you got to heal. You want to be a good mother. You want to be a healthy mother. You want to be a whole mother. So I did that. Um, and then I came back here when, when my daughter was about three months. So that was 20, uh, she was born in 2018. So 2019, I came back. Wow. And that's when I was here for just a little bit of time. We transitioned. Life started going back to normal, and I was like, "We can't do this anymore. Let's just try to co-parent." Mm-hmm. And that that breaking away was really, really bad because um, it was my choice, really, instead of his. So it, you know, how that happened. You know, what happens with that? <laughs> so it was just a lot of a lot of turmoil with us. And I still say the past, though. I still went to therapy. I stayed in the therapy up until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and and vow to like no matter how no matter what happens how he treats me what what is happening i'm still going to stay true to loving me mm-hmm. and 
and living like God wants me to live. So I guess 2019, a lot of people, um, 2019 was like really, really hard. And I'll, I'll share this big picture because this is a part of what goes through. Like we ended up having a custody battle, right? I didn't take him because of the situation. He ended up taking me. And in this custody battle, it was very difficult. Like, mm. my biggest lesson in this was, Janisha, you have to entrust your daughter to God. She is not yours. Mm. You are borrowing her from her father. And so that was what I had to learn. And it was some sleepless nights, anxiety. It was really, really bad because I went from never. Like, I thought I was going to be, when I was pregnant, I was like, oh, yeah, when she like two months, I'm going on this trip. You know, just thinking I was going to be able to do all this stuff once I had her. I chose to breastfeed and that I, I we were so t- attached. There was never a night. There was not one night that we spent apart until he took me to court and I was forced to um, make, you know, to let her go. And so that was really hard. So then it was a trusting God thing. Like, okay, God, she's not in our presence. Um, and I had to learn. I had to trust you because you care about her. You love her and you're going to be the one to protect her. And it took a long time, but I got to that place of like, God, this is yours. She is yours. And I just know I have to pray over her. I pray, you know, your angels are with her mm-hmm. and that she's never alone. And that you're not going to let anything, anything bad happen to her. Wow. And so once I kind of got to the whole process, like, okay, I trust you, God. Um, this is what I've learned. I made it through. Like I made it through 2019. So when 2020 came, that's when I had a, like awakening of like, okay, you've had this healing for my heels thing. I started it years ago, but I just le- like left it alone. And it was like, Donisha, as much as you were unhappy about becoming this quote unquote single mother, this is, this is where you grew up. <laughs> this is when you had to face you. This is when um, life, this is the point where you really have a testimony. You have something to share. So I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to restart this ministry. I'm going to use, my story and partner with my friends and we can do this together. Um, so that's the whole thing around journey into where I am today. And, and now I'm in a place where I, I'm not perfect, of course, but you know, I love myself. I, I hold a value and I've been able to have experiences to know that, you know, I've dated and, and different things and I just see how much differently I look at things um, in, in the dating and, and what's okay and what's not okay now that I have a daughter mm-hmm. and I've wait, I've, been um, faithful and waiting on God um, in this process. So, wow. I guess my first question is: in starting healing for your heels, how did you get past? I guess some of the initial um, trauma or thoughts that you had around being a single mom and also being Christian and moving forward. Have you ever faced opposition in that space where people have brought that up or said anything mm-hmm. to you about it? So crazy enough, um, the story I was telling myself is what was my opposition. No one ever shamed me. No one ever shamed me in church or anything like that. Um, So even when I got pregnant, I was in a small group for my for church. And even in that small group, uh, my leaders were there and just still reminded me who you are hasn't changed just because of this situation. So I actually had a lot of people in my ear that were just speaking life, that were speaking the truth of of what God said. And with that, I started to believe it. Nothing is a mistake. That's what I got to the point of. There's no such thing as a mistake. Mm -hmm. 
God is sovereign. He allowed this to happen. No, he didn't tell me to do to sin, but he allowed it. And so if God allowed it, what what is he using in it? How is he using this for my good? Mm-hmm. Believing the word that everything works together for the good, right? So it was really just me truly um, believing and holding fast to his word that Imani was not a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, this this decision that I made does not change God's mind about me. Mm-hmm. That he's going to use this for my good. Yep. So I, I remember a prayer. I used to pray a lot. And I said, God, help me to be more understanding. I want to, like, I have a counseling spirit. So I'm like, I want to understand what people are going through. And this is was an example of, like, God, I remember a year ago or two years ago when my best friend came to me with this situation. And I, w- I, I was there for her. I tried to comfort her. But now if, she can, if somebody comes to me now and which it has happened, I feel their emotion. Mm-hmm. I know what they're going through. So it is a whole different level of understanding. And so I think the answer to your question is I was able to look past the shame and look at the purpose. And I knew that there was purpose in him allowing it to happen. And I said, well, let me take advantage of this and not go and do what the, what the devil wants me to do and go and sit in a closet by myself and shut down. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did for a little while. I was big on social media. Before this relationship, I was in a, 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 a a healthy, open relationship, open in the sense of showing people, you know, on Facebook, everything. I was never closed up. I always shared, but then I just shut down and I stopped posting. I didn't share anything. I didn't want people to know I was pregnant. I didn't want. I was going to say that because I didn't know. No, I didn't know you were no pregnant. No one knew. I didn't post on Facebook that I was pregnant. I didn't even post when I had her. My, my sister asked me, is it okay if I post my niece on my Facebook page? And I said, you know what? It's okay. And it just still took me some time to be like, Tanisha, this is your story. And don't nobody care, for real. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares that you had a baby before you had a, before you were married. Nobody cares about that. They see that you're an amazing mom. They know you're a great person. They know that you love Jesus. Yep. That doesn't change any of it. Yes, it's so, you degreed, okay? So I had to get to that. Like, tell me, so you, your perspective is all objective. All this you're seeing is just some random crazy stuff that's in your head that nobody really thinks about you. Mm. So that's purpose. Good. Purpose was the answer. I'm like, okay, God, now I know what you're trying to do. Because I'm like, you gave me all these gifts, but what the heck am I supposed to do with them? And then I said, okay, I see how I can use it. Okay, so hi, Denise. It's Denise. I have a question for you. So I love okay. that you touched on, like, dating. You know, and how your mindset has changed now dating, taking into account Imani and, you know, your life is different. Um, But I also loved how you mentioned that, like, although the two of you wanted each other, you made the healthy decision to walk away. So how would you encourage someone who's listening to you, whether they're a single mom or not, who, you know, may be in that situation? Wow. Okay. well, I I do, too, with a mom. My, when it comes to mother, the flag became a mother. I said, <clears throat> "You are a living example of you of what you what is okay for your child, right? So if you say, "I'm going to live in I'm going to live in this situation, I'm going to stay in this relationship," you're showing your daughter this is okay. When you get older, choose a man that treats you just like this one does. You will be so hurt if you saw your daughter go through that in the future. So I'm always be a living example for her. Mm-hmm. She's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It is worth it. Her future is shaped by what you are choosing. That's good. And so that was, that's my big thing for mothers. Like, 
your children are watching. You are their role model. Yep. No matter what, you are their first role model. Yep. And so that's mom. But when it comes to just people in general, even if you're not a mother, I'm like, if you choose to fall in love with yourself first, everything about your life will be amazing. <laughs> Wow. Everything. That's, that's really yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's quotable. Somebody write it down. If you love yourself first, yeah. everything in life. Everything in your life will be amazing. Right. You yeah. will attract the right people. That's you will true. attract the right um situations, the right opportunities. Um like that's everything because your standard is based on what you think you're worth. Mm-hmm. And as a child of God. God loves you. You are worthy of way more than what you're settling for. And so don't settle for anything less than what you know God wants for you. That's good. That's good. Um, One of my last questions, unless the ladies have another question as well, we don't want to keep you for forever. But um, for the women out there who are single, currently and pregnant, and may be in a space of shame and guilt, and not knowing what the other side looks like. You being a woman who is definitely thriving and walking mm-hmm. on the other side, what would you tell those women? The women who are sitting in that space where you were, where it was like, I don't want to even tell nobody I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to know. What are the words that you would give to them to help them continue to move forward and not shut down whatever it is that God has placed in them? Um, I- what I would say is you are not alone. There are so many women that are in your shoes. There are so many women that feel your pain. There are so many women that were or are exactly where you are. And so if you choose to open up and share just in the middle of your journey, I'm scared. I, you know, I'm hurting. I feel alone. You can end up connecting to people that can help you out of it. Or you can end up encouraging someone else to open up because that's even the first process of healing. Healing is just being honest and letting out what is inside of you. And so for me, it's you're not alone. You're not the only one. So don't be ashamed. Things happen, but God still loves you. He hasn't changed his mind about you. He hasn't Mm -hmm. changed his mind about your future. This changes Mm -hmm. nothing about your future. Nothing. Unless you let it. So just my, I would say, in this process, don't worry about anybody else for real. Focus on you and fall in love with you. And through that, you'll just, that shell won't break open on its own. Mm. That's my thing. It's always just fall in love with you and see that you are not your mistakes. You are not, you know, you are not shaped by your, your mistakes and your decisions. You're shaped because of who you are in God. God already decided. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and just being on the other side, I can say, I've made it through. I made it through because I grew closer to God. I fell in love with myself. And with that, I've attracted just amazing things, amazing people, amazing opportunities. So if you just don't, don't let shame, that's the devil's trick. Don't let him win. <laughs> he wants you to shut down and, and just be in, even in depression, but that's not of God. So if you need help, if you need therapy, go to therapy. If you need some spiritual counseling, find someone in your church. If you need a friend, reach out to a friend. People care, but if you don't let them in, they can't help you. So let mm. people in. That's good. Yeah. That's good. 
Johnny, I sincerely appreciate your transparency and you taking the time to talk to us. I feel like you definitely freed a lot of women. I think that being a single mom and and even more than that, being a Christian single mom who's operating in a space where you're speaking Mm -hmm. into other women about God um, is something that I don't know if is touched on enough. So I thank you for lending your wisdom to us and our audience. Can you let them know what you have going on or coming up? And then also how they can reach you or find you or connect with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, as you read in my bio, I currently have another podcast called Sister Mom. Um, So I would love if you would follow us on our Sister Mom's podcast. We're on all platforms and YouTube. I'm also with Healing for My Heels. I have a a prayer ministry that's under that. So if you go to healingformyheels.com, you can request prayer or you can sign up for our email list and get notified when we have upcoming conferences and webinars. Um, and then you can follow me on my social media, my Instagram, my Facebook, at Johnnysha Inman, or my website, johnnyshainman.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Ladies, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? I just want to thank her for yeah, her transparency. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was so many gems. And you're the second um, interview that we've had thus far. But I love that, you know, even from... Kalanda to now you, you all are touching on things that can even bless the lives of women who may not have mm-hmm. children, Absolutely. you know, and so it's so many gems, well, gems, but it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly there are so many gems that you have dropped today that has just blessed me. I've been quiet and usually I tell people, I say, if I'm quiet, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I don't have nothing to say. I'm just, I'm absorbing all the information. And so I just really, truly bless or thank God for for blessing you with so much insight and so much wisdom and so much knowledge to share mm-hmm. to young women who are going through this experience or who may have had adversities concerning, you know, being a single mother. Mm-hmm. So I just thank God for you and thank God that you're obedient to his calling for your life for sure. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate you all inviting me on and I enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. Well, we may have to have you back again, girls, to, to stand, but to stand by. Right. Yes. Lord yes. Jesus. Awesome. Um, but we are going to go to a break, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, Secret Sisters, it's your girl, Day, and I'm here with some Monday motivation. Today's quote reads, if you knew the order of things, you would celebrate. The attack is announcing your blessing. We just want to encourage you that if you're going through a rough time right now, this, the rain does not last forever, that the sun is coming. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and he always has your back. All things work together for the good. So if you're going through something right now, understand that the blessing is on the other side. We love you all. God bless you. All right, ladies, we're back. Uh, that was an amazing interview with Johnny. I'm going to call her Johnny. I like, Johnny! I like, I like that name for a female. Johnny. When oh you say God. Johnny, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we so, love Johnny. Yeah, thank you, Johnny, for uh, that amazing interview, for being transparent and just being a strong black woman. Oh, my <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There she go. Yeah. I just. I, there she went. <laughs> there she went. There she stayed. <laughs> exactly. All the time. Lord, I just, I'm excited because it's, you know how like when you know a person from such a young age Mm -hmm. and it's like for me, Johnny was always like this overachiever, like we read her bio. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's like she had goals and she was very much like. I mean, on she her, said she was a perfectionist. Yeah. Oh my god! And it and it and it translated, but it didn't come across as like perfectionist. It just mm-hmm. came across as like 
she was very serious about the things that she wanted to do in life. She was a mm-hmm. go-getter. And she was a go-getter. And I, I vaguely remember her just dropping off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, where the heck? Where did Johnny go? And I remember vaguely having a conversation with Leslie about it. And then it's like, you know how you talk about something? And you be like, oh, whatever. And then, like, years later, she pops up and she had a daughter. So it was just like, what the world? But one of the things that stood out most about the interview to me was just this space that her and the guy were in church together. Yeah. And I think there's this misconception that. And we kind of touched on it Mm -hmm. before the interview where it's kind of like the woman is held to a certain standard and there may be like shame or guilt associated with her being a single mom or having a child out of wedlock. But there's not the same standard or set of circumstances that surround the man. And it's Mm -hmm. just like that was so interesting to me Mm -hmm. that it's like the the person who you were dating who also serves the same god that you serve Mm -hmm. potentially going to the same church that you go to still isn't in alignment with what it is that you know you want to do in your heart which for her was remaining you know abstinent so i thought that that was really really interesting and i was glad that she brought that to the light and that was something that she shared yeah definitely one thing that i loved um a part of a conversation that I actually can relate to, but I'm, I'm so glad she touched on is um, like, once you've been celibate for a while and you fall off the wagon, you know, that shame and that guilt, especially when you've been very vocal and you're telling everybody to make sure that you stay abstinent because now you look crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause whenever they find out that, you know, or you're maybe pregnant. they don't find out. Right. You're pregnant. Eventually you're they're going to find out. Right. Right. Cause it's not, I mean, you can't hide it forever. But another thing that I, I'm so glad that she had the revelation of, because it took me years to get this revelation, is that your identity really isn't in the celibacy or the virginity. Your identity and your worth is truly just solidified in Christ. Yeah. You know, and therefore, when you do have these situations that arise, you know, your mishaps or your mistakes or whatever, you're able to bounce from them because the foundation is really Christ. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you get a badge of honor, you get cookies and tokens and all that for being great, but cookies that's what you should be doing. And tokens. <laughs> but I'm saying... I I love that she made it relatable and it's because sometimes you can get self-righteous and you could be yeah. like oh you know what i've been doing this i did this i did this you know when it's really not about you it's literally by the grace mm-hmm. of god that he's kept you um you know so far mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i agree with everything um you all have just said it, it like i said um oh like i said earlier i believe that some of the things she definitely said uh, in her Your conversation. Your face just looks so she's, introspective. Yeah, she's, mm-hmm. she's reflecting on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, it, it really, it blessed me because I, I oftentimes try to find what's applicable to me. I feel like sometimes we we get caught up on, you know, we are talking about a single mother. But ultimately, the beautiful thing about all these stories is that it really can relate to a lot of us. Yeah. Like how you were saying, just in some of the decisions that we make. And like one of the things I love that she stated, even when she was talking about, you know, she when she had, you know, sex or whatever. And then she realized that, ah, you know, I just had sex. That she did, <laughs> she did the work. And she said she knew that. She needed the to go to she, counseling. And- she knew that she needed to go to counseling. She said she knew that when she consumes alcohol, like that's something mm-hmm. that gets her into yeah. that position. And I love that because I oftentimes, and I mean, not to divert the int- attention back to the men, but I love a lot of times with women, when we go through things, we do the work. Yep. We do the work to try and analyze why did that happen? Yeah. Right. Like, why did that occur to me? And sometimes I wish it was something that was universal. Mm-hmm. I wish 
that I saw others. Uh, well, not others. I, th- I wish I saw men. Hilton you know, yeah. make it plain, huh? Yeah, I mean, I wish I saw men also do the work and 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 see that you know why is it that both of us you know got into this position and it and in her story it, to me it came across as if she really did take the time to not only evaluate it for herself but that she evaluated it with you know her her significant other at that time too that they both really did take some time and assess like man how did we get here mm-hmm. you know and this is the product of how we got here and yes it is a blessing but how but how did this happen mm-hmm. you know and so that to me really just resonated heavily with me along with many other things that she said but that's one thing i definitely want to pull out is like the word you know gotta do the word (laughs) (laughs) i love that lauren um i was appreciative of not only her transparency but just the fact that she took what happened and used it to build platforms to help heal other women Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes when we do things it doesn't have to necessarily be having a child out of wedlock or something like that but when we do things that we know are contrary to what god wants us to do we kind of sit ourselves down and i love how she said she was like the only person who was shaming me was me she was like nobody else was putting that on me it i put that on myself right and i realized that sometimes when it comes to um situations we get upset with ourselves and we put ourselves in time out and god is like i've forgiven you it's okay i didn't put you in the corner mm-hmm. you can come out of the corner and so i loved how she shared that and how she was able to get up and start her podcast and do her ministry and do all of the things that she's doing and i hope that for our listeners who are out there and, and are listening and if you've fallen and done something that you know is not in alignment with what god wanted you to do you don't allow the enemy to use that to keep you down that you get up and you continue moving forward with whatever god gave you to do yes did you have anything to add ayana i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i guess my next question is for denisa honestly Mm -hmm. by being raised by a single mom what do you think in terms of the way that she was perceived i know you mentioned one of the uh i guess what's what's the word one of the things that people say that's not true, one of the misconceptions is that all single moms struggle. What would you say are other misconceptions that people tend to have about single moms? I think um, a misconception, and this is actually a misconception I had about my mother, and we had to have a conversation, and she had to help me understand, is that um, the mother's life then is all about the child. That's not a misconception for some. Well, True. Uh, uh, I think it is. For, I mean, it is for some. For some but for some, but this is for my mom. But it's I'm, not universal, right? Okay. I can't speak to that. So I'm saying for my mom. I think a lot of times, um, which I love in Janisha's story, uh, she was able to pick something back up and live her life, not just for her and her daughter, but for the betterment of women. You know, Christian women and women in general. Yeah. And I think sometimes the misconception is. Once a woman has, I guess, fallen short or sinned or had a child out of wedlock, they need to crawl under a rock and be quiet and raise their child and not be seen or, you know, just make sure that, you know, they're doing all of the right things, quote unquote, whichever, whatever that may be. Yeah. And I think they're entitled to have a life. They're entitled to date. They're entitled to, you know, get other things wrong because in my mind, they're entitled to be human. Yeah, absolutely. Hello. Exactly. Because I. Ain't nothing different. To be honest, I I don't even know how we even got to this part. But I can recall a situation where um, 
this is so random. Like, I got something for Christmas, right? It was something that, at the time, I guess was considered expensive. And my cousin did not get something that was expensive. And she's, or, or you know, her parents yeah, are married. married. Her parents are married. And it was, a, you know, that's irresponsible. I, me- I remember hearing a conversation about how irresponsible my mother had been what? for purchasing something. And the to the... You know, I guess the foundation to that was, you know, like, I'm married, I'm responsible, we take this into consideration, or, you know, think about all the things that she could have got in addition to that. It was, you know, and it's like, that's why I said the main thing about struggle, because, you know, she's a woman, she's human, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, a, like it's weird. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That is so weird. the child. The child felt this way, or was it the? Parent? No, 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 not the, the child. Me the and the child were playing. Oh, you know, my cousin, we playing. Parent, the and you, you can jealous. overhear like you know parents being grown and having their conversation. And the parent is mad, right? Mm-hmm. Sound like a little hateration. It could have been toleration. That's what I think the misconception is. The misconception is if if I am married or if I have it together, and these are the steps that I'm taking. If you are single and you have a child, mm-hmm. you should be looking at me to make, you know, to follow this blueprint or this guideline or whatever what? the case may be. I think sometimes nah, that's some married folks, they, mm-hmm, they might as well be single. Yeah. Oh, that my gosh. <laughs> that was random. But I do think, <laughs> for me, the biggest misconception is that there's a struggle or there's uh, low confidence or there's, there's something that's just wrong. Aside, and it's just like no they just had a child yeah wow. life goes on wow do y'all think that with children that come from single parent households that there's a difference sometimes between single parent household and married households of yeah uh, yeah Absolutely. i agree with that for sure in what way in a lot of ways the simple fact that there's one parent in the home and there's yeah. not two <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah, you don't right. have um I guess when my mother would need a break, I would go with my cousins. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Or it wasn't. I mean, a, but my 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 parents is married, and when my mama needed a break, I may have to go with somebody else. I mean, I feel like even with some of those things, there are similarities. I do think there are some similarities, but I do think there's a. Yeah, vast I difference. think I. I think sometimes. Sorry, I ain't making y'all Lauren. No, I think, sure. and the reason why I brought the question up is because I have a friend who we were having a conversation. They come from a two parent household, and they were just saying like, "I don't date men who aren't from two parent households because I feel like they're different, and I just don't agree with that." And I was like, "I think that it's more rooted in who the parent is mm-hmm. than how many people are in the household. Because if you have a single mom who is." able to teach and train their child who has a very good community there are some children who've come out better from a single parent household than from a two-parent household and that's nothing but facts because i have friends and i used to go to their home and be like oh you know you have two parents and it's they were very unhappy and it's very toxic and it's very much so chaotic yeah Yeah. and they're dealing with with those issues today you know yeah i agree with that i think it is dependent upon the what do the child what does the child see as far as in relationships yeah is it healthy or is it toxic right um and and i i do agree that with what i said earlier that there is a difference you still see a difference between someone who came out of a single parent household versus someone who came out of you know a two-parent household um but like i said earlier i just feel like it is it's it's two. It's a two part thing, especially mm-hmm. when you get into adulthood, because I've seen some uh, individuals who were raised in a single parent household and allowed for what they saw to be the example for how they treat others as far as is in a, in a relationship. Yeah. And Johnisha made a really good point about that, too. Yeah. So I feel like it is up. Ultimately, it is up to the child to say, hey, is what you're seeing what you want to reflect in a relationship right. 
or is what you're seeing um, uh, an example of how not to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because I, I have I know people that, you know, um, they've come out of single parent households and they oftentimes mention to me and my parents, they say, you know, I saw the healthy relationship through your parents. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, your parents were positive reflections that it can be done. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard for me to say this to um friends and individuals who may have come out of a single parent household because I got both of my parents. Right. But I tell them often, I said, you know, look around and see how God still blesses you even in the midst of being in this circumstance and being in this situation. A lot of times we, we are, we forefront um, the fact that we don't have both of our parents in the households or that you and your mother, your mother and your father may not have the best relationship and you categorize yourself as damaged goods, as ah, I come from this environment instead of looking around and saying, yeah, that may be a tangible circumstance. But I also got an auntie and an uncle that has a beautiful relationship, been married for, you know, however many years. Mm-hmm. And I also have friends who's families are connected and shows that it can be done. Yeah. So I think it's what it kind of goes back to a quote that I said before. It's like where your focus goes, your power flows. Mm-hmm. So if your focus is what's damaging in a relationship and not how God can still bless a union and bless relationships, then yeah, you're going to begin to flow into, you know, negative thoughts and negative opinions and perspectives about relationships with, you know, your yourself or a mate. So nice. That's good. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else got anything to add? Mm-mm. I was just going to say thank you to Janisha because what I took yeah. literally from that was it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. You always have the option to reset, rebound, and start over. Yeah. Like, I like that. Yes. Know, and sure. I think Amani is in an amazing atmosphere where she literally has a mom who has yes. done the work. Yes. That's one thing I was going to say. In her convert, her whole interview is that I felt that her child was being loved. Yeah. Like, that's what was beautiful. Intentionally. Intentionally. And it wasn't just coming from one direction. It was coming... Even when she talks about the relationship with the father. Like, I... I got from her her testimony. It was like this child is actually being loved, yeah. healthy. She's being and she's not healthy and not oh we're showering her with gifts because a lot of people see right. that to compensate as yeah. yeah. love. But it's like no, like I I did the work before you got here yeah. to make sure that the atmosphere I was bringing you into yeah. was one that was of love yeah. and to give you the best opportunity to be successful in your life. I think that too comes from the fact that, and I love what Johnisha said about this too. She said, you know, I had to love myself. Yes. I was and just going to say yeah, that. Yeah. I was just about to say that child is being loved because so many people Listen. love themselves. Yeah. And I feel like there are so many people out there that are so hurt and burned mm-hmm. that they don't know how to love anybody else because you too busy burning yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, that's one thing I definitely so. wanted to point out is that I love the the fact that she was just like the way she was just talking about yeah, her yeah. child it was like yo this child is this child getting all the love okay all the love i'm proud of her for taking care of her mental health and i'm going to therapy all of that still going to therapy because like you said it's a lot of it's a lot of people that's dealing with a lot of baggage that yeah. they're not they, they're refusing to especially in the church you know there there there's a stigma when it goes to going to therapy it i feel like a lot of churches and a lot of pastors are starting to encourage it more. Um, but still, there are some people who, especially in the black community, who see therapy as, oh, that means something's wrong with me. Right. Yeah, um, yeah you can admit something is wrong, but do you want to get it right? Well, our so. pastors say everybody got an issue. Er- so. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> got an issue. So 
and that's okay we're not perfect so yeah yep. but Absolutely. um that was awesome i'm excited yes <laughs> um you guys be sure to check out janisha um we'll put her information on our page so that you can find her and connect with her be sure that you're following us on all social media platforms at save girl secrets on instagram and facebook at save girl secret no s on twitter um if you're a single mom or if you want to keep this conversation going we would love for you to send us a secret letter to save girl secrets at gmail.com and um we'll be sure to connect with you or connect you with janisha so that you can have a deeper conversation um as always we appreciate you guys for tuning in we love you good god bless you bye bye, <laughs> bye.